Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can just feel free to drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. We hope you will also rate us on iTunes. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and today's show is brought to us by Casper.com. Receive your $50 towards any Mattress purchase at caspertrial.com slash insomnia. Use the promo code 50sleep, that's 50sleep, for your mattress, whether it's a twin, twin XL, full, queen, king, or my favorite, the California king. We'll talk about that more a little bit later on in the show. I have the distinct pleasure of welcoming Laura Schmitz, a friend of mine, to the show. Welcome, Laura. Well, uh, hi. And Laura, you're a new friend of mine because we're both in Prince George, mm-hmm. British Columbia, doing a show together. We are. Yeah. We're doing It's a Wonderful Life. And it's a wonderful show, isn't it? It's a perfect seasonal show. It is. It is. You play Mary Bailey, or what's Mary's name before she becomes Mary? Mary Hatch. Mary Hatch, that's mm-hmm. right. Who then gets married to George Bailey. Yes. Who was played by Jimmy Stewart in the movie version, the Frank Capper version, but is played marvelously by... David Sklar in yes. our version, who hopefully will get on the Insomnia Project too. Yeah. How are you enjoying your time here in Prince George? I'm loving it. Um, like you said, uh, working on this production is really lovely. Uh, the people who are part of the production are just fantastic. So getting to meet you of course. and Amanda, mm-hmm. um, and actually even David, even though we both come from Calgary, mm-hmm. I I feel like I know him in such a different way, having worked with him and been his love interest. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of Calgary, I don't know if you know this, but Calgary is one of the cities that listens to the Insomnia Project more. I think it's the fifth. It's a it's the fifth place in the world that listens to our podcast. So I'm very thrilled to have someone from Calgary mm. on our show, and I want to send a special hello out to all the Calgarians out there listening. Tell me about Calgary. Tell me about things you love in your city. And I know that's a hard question, that so I'll, I'll talk a moment so you can think okay. of that. Because, you know, there's there's places I love to go in my city, mm-hmm. and there's things I will take friends to go see. And mm-hmm. then there's places where it's like, oh, when I just want to get away from everything. I go here. So tell me about a place in Calgary, or if you can't answer that, tell me about the first place you would take me 
when I came to visit, when I come to visit you in, in Calgary. Oh well, yeah, when you do come. Um, well, if it's nice out, uh, I would probably make you um, bike with me along the river pathway to East Village. Okay. Uh, and what's in East Village? Well, um, right now there's there's the Simmons Building, and it has char bar in it. Ooh. Uh, it's delicious. Um, right. And it even has a rooftop patio, mm. so we could have some drinks and look over the river. Uh, it also has a bakery in it, Sidewalk Citizen Bakery. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And Phil and Sebastian Coffee. Which... Oh, Laura, you know me so well, because I'm... <laughs> Before we started the podcast, I was like, I need a cappuccino Mm -hmm. just to settle my nerves. And so I had Amanda make me a cappuccino, begrudgingly. (laughs) But um, yes, you know, I've been to Alberta several times and I love it. Mm -hmm. Everywhere I've been in Alberta, I've enjoyed it. The people are wonderful. The place, I just really like Alberta. It's one of my favorite provinces in Canada. Now, tell me, what is it about Calgary that makes it unique? That's a good question. It is a good question. Um, Well, I've lived in Calgary my whole life, so I might have a a different perspective than people who come to it. But I would say I do actually think that people are very welcoming. That's been my experience. Um, And so... There's sort of, it's, it's big enough to have things like, a, I think, quite a robust uh, arts community, especially mm-hmm. theater and music, um, but also to be small enough that uh, people are still nice to each other. Sure. And you can see people you know on the street and, and that if you are a newcomer, that, we're, that I think Calgary is pretty welcoming in general. Sure. To, Speaking of theater and the art scene, we were talking about this particular theater in Calgary called the Lunchbox Theater. And I yes. thought, I need to go there. I need to see something yes. there. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about Lunchbox? Because you've performed there, haven't you? Only once. Okay. And I oh, hopefully okay. get to do it again uh, sometime. So it, I believe it is actually the longest running uh, lunch hour theater company in all of Canada, amazing. if not North America. That's amazing. So if I'm not mistaken... That means you guys perform, or people who perform there perform at lunchtime, mm-hmm. so that people who have a lunch break can actually come and see theater. Yeah. So the shows are under an hour, so you can go. You can even bring your lunch into the theater. They sell really tasty lunches that are in a box, and you can take it in, and you can eat and drink while you're watching oh, a really fun show. Such a great concept. I would love to go see something like that. You should. Well, all the more reason to go to Calgary, Mm -hmm. Alberta, and check things out. And you had mentioned we would cycle. Yes. You're an avid cycler, correct? Or you enjoy cycling. I like cycling. So tell me about some cycle trips, because I used to be a cycle tour guide, so we share that in common. Yeah. Tell me, first, tell me about your bike. Oh, so, okay. I like, I like riding my bike, but Mm -hmm. I don't know a ton about things, but it's a Da Vinci. Oh, great. I don't know. Apparently it's a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, I love my bike. It, like I constantly will lock it up, and then I'll think that I've, I'll come out and I won't see it, and it my heart just stops. Sure. It's one of my most prized possessions. Fair. Um, what, is it a mountain bike or a road oh, bike? Oh, it's a mountain bike. Oh, it's a mountain bike. But oh. I have commuter tires on it. Okay, yeah, that's great. And what kind of lock do you use on your on your bike? Because um, I think it depends. Really, when you're locking up your bike, it depends on the type of lock you have mm-hmm. and how you lock your bike, yes. right? Because you want to make sure that anyone who may want to take your bike is deterred because of how well you lock mm-hmm. it. So in some cases, I would even say 
if you can, if it's not too cumbersome, to use two locks. True. Um, it depends. Uh, like, the one I do, like, I get it through the the frame of the bike and sure. then through the front wheel and around a thing. I've had this lock for almost 10 years, okay. and it's, so it's served me well. Great. It's like a chain with something mm. over top of it. Because everyone else has these, like, U-locks, yeah. but then they have to use a second one. And The U-locks are also very heavy and cumbersome, I find. Yeah. I prefer... I would prefer a lighter, strong lock or use two lighter locks and mm. intertwine them so the person just looks at it and is like, no. no. I was going to say, actually, um, one time I biked with someone to a show and she had been bringing her, her bike into the theater for a long time and I was like, we were running too late so we both parked our bikes and we got out after the show and her bike had been oh, stolen no. and well, mine had well, been. So, so apparently her lock wasn't as good as mine. Okay, so on to more pleasant things with regards to cycling. Tell me about some some cool cycling trips you've been on. Uh, well, uh, like you said, um, you've done tours. So I went on one from uh, Prague in the Czech Republic. Oh, beautiful city. Yeah, um, into Meissen in Germany. Okay. So we cycled through. Um, <laughs> Uh, I was by far the youngest person in my group. Great. Uh, but I loved it. I, sure. It was really great. And did you stop along the way? Like, so, Oh, yeah. It so, was like a seven-day okay. thing, so we didn't do too much riding each day, like 50 kilometers or so. Okay. So, so that's pretty leisurely. And um, what was your favorite stop along the way? Oh, I don't know how to pronounce it properly. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay, then if you don't know, give it your best shot, but tell me what made it the best oh, stop. Well, so I think it might be pronounced... Lito Mar I'm saying it with a completely wrong accent, but Lito Marise or something. Sounds great to me. It's in the Czech Republic, okay. and I think it was our second spot. And um, my roommate was named Yvonne, mm -hmm. and she was 72 years old. Great. And she was always the one who was prompting me to actually do stuff. Okay. Um, wow. And so we went and we had dinner, and then we were walking back, and I was like, oh, I wish I could just go for a walk. She was like, let's go. So we just walked around and there was a fountain and then we went back to our room and it was this cute room that had this beautiful window that I could sit on. And so I just sat on the windowsill and read and wrote in my journal after this wonderful meal and a walk around this dark town oh, wow. at night. So. One of my favorite rides was in Southern Italy. And if we hit it at the right time, it was sort of a steep hill, not quite a mountain, but close to it and you would just sort of um, snake your way down so mm. big long S's right mm -hmm. and we usually timed it right that we would start our descent and about the third S that you would make parachuters would be parachuting yeah and so you I wouldn't tell the people who were on tour with yeah. us I just like okay at this point we're gonna do big S's down this this big hill and sure enough, I would just watch them as they see these parachuters sort of glide down, down in front of them. And it was it was one of my favorite rides. One of my favorite rides was that one there. Every time? Why were there so many? Sometimes, you know what, it would happen. So we would get there around just after lunch. And I think they were doing... So it, it, would, it would be dependent on when their lunch ended. And they mm -hmm. would start again. So I think once we hit it, late and so they saw it prior to the mm. to the cycle they saw them already coming down but usually i would time it so that we would do it and as they were coming down we would start to see them mm. 
So that was one of my favorite rides. Um, do you ride in all weather? I wish. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ride during the winter time. Oh, well, of course. No, I meant like rain, oh, the sun. Yes, yes, I would say that. Yeah, yeah but not in, in two two foot high. No, so. you can't. I think it's dangerous. I mean, people do. You can? People do, but I don't know. For me, it's a little bit... I'm hesitant. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, all all my best to you if you do do that. But I don't know. Yeah. I just can't, Laura. I've done. I've done. I've ridden in the rain, sun, yes. and even like really cold weather. But mm. not. No, and apparently in Calgary the the paths are pretty well maintained. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't know. Because you guys get a lot of snow. We get a good amount of snow. And then you get those Chinooks too, which can you explain them to the, I know you're not an expert in it, but can you explain? Cause I think I was in one where one day it's really cold and snowy mm-hmm. and within a heartbeat, oh, all yeah. of a sudden it's super warm and people are wearing shorts. Although when I say super warm, I mean like plus 10, right? But it's, it's such a, it's a very big shift. shift right? can, well, that's the joke about Calgary right. is that, you know, every Every second it can change in terms of temperature and can in a day change between like 40 degrees of temperature, you know, start at minus 20 and end up at plus 20 or start at yeah. plus 20 and go down to negative 20. It's incredible. It really yeah. is. You know what else is incredible? Our sponsor, Casper Mattresses. Um, like I was saying, you can get a variety of different size mattresses. And what's great about Casper is you get a hundred night trial. So you can test out that mattress for 100, 100 nights, and if it's one you'll enjoy, you keep it. If not, they'll come and pick it up, and you get a 10-year warranty on it. Mm. Once again, you can go to caspertrial.com slash insomnia. Use the promo code 50sleep, that's 50sleep, to get your Casper mattress. And they have pillows, mm. and they have a doggy bed, different sizes. They have sheets. They have all kinds of things for your sleep comfort. Mm. And you were saying that sleep's important to you. Oh, I love sleep. <laughs> oh, I just love it. Um, and I, yeah, I love my mattress. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is a huge thing. I also love napping. Sure. Um, and I was like, Oh, pillows. I actually need to get a new pillow. This is actually a pillow that's inside of a pillow. So the pillow case is padded like a pillow and then you put the pillow inside it. And so you kind of get double the pillow. And I know I'm, I'm for people like Casper who listen might be rolling their eyes, but that's how I describe it. Because when I saw it, I was like, this is the pillow inside of a pillow. Ooh. Yeah. So like the pillow case of the pillow is kind of a pillow in itself. So for me, that's all I need to know. Yeah. We both enjoy yoga because we mm-hmm. just went to a yoga class. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did you get into yoga? Because I always like to find out people's journeys mm-hmm. to disciplines like yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I actually, was it grade eight? Oh, wow. Yeah. um, A teacher of mine started a yoga club. Oh, in school? In school. That's awesome. And it was every Friday morning before class. So, um, because my school wasn't, uh, I wasn't taking the bus, my mom would have to wake up extra early on Friday mornings and drive me. Um, And it was really cool because Senora N.A. was the teacher. Shout out to the teacher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember her saying that it, she had something wrong with her back when she was younger and yoga had actually helped align her. Yeah. Like she wouldn't have been able to walk if she Mm -hmm. didn't do yoga. So 
yeah, we would just do it for like an hour before class. But at one point she was like, you know what? I think that um, sleeping in for an extra hour might do me just as good oh, and might do you guys just as good as so well. So, go. so that's where it started. And then I started um, going to, I guess, studios when I was in university. But I had, you know, would do a little bit of stuff by, by myself. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. I got into yoga because my wife was a yoga teacher, so right. I discovered it that way. But prior to that, I was like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if it's for me. And what I love about it is that you just work at your own level. Mm-hmm. And uh, I particularly love restorative yoga classes. Oh, yes. Those are my favorite. They're and you so were talking good. about how it helped you cycling, right? Yeah. I um, I don't know the full logic behind it, but it was it just released my legs a ton. So instead of feeling like I was like working through my legs, it was like mm-hmm. my whole leg was moving and my whole body just using more of my actual leg and compensating less, I guess. So it, it released cause I have very tight legs. Right. A lot of people who cycle do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, how are you at changing the chain on your bicycle? Have you ever had to do that? Or have you Change? ever had, or have you like, or have you ever had to put the chain back on or putting it back on? Yeah. It's fairly easy. Right? Yeah. But I haven't, I've never really had to do much with my bike. What about your tires? Um, you ever had a broken tire on you, like a busted uh, tire? No. Oh, good for I, you. I keep on fearing that um, because I went and took a, a like a two-hour course on how to change your tires. Sure. And then I went, I went and bought the little gadgets things. and things you need. Um, but I was like, I'm not going to do this properly. I, I so I've never had to use it. You but that's say my that until you have to do it, and then you're like, okay, let me see, and you go back to it. True. It's something Maybe. I think everyone who rides needs to know how to do because. You inevitably it's going to happen and it doesn't always happen at the worst moment it could happen i remember i was in a little piazza one time and we went to go get a coffee and then i went back on my bike and i must have rolled over a tack or something it was like here we go and then after you do it the first time you're like oh it's not as complicated as it would seem mm-hmm. and whatnot and you know that's part of it's part of the sport it is They're really do you do any other sports um I used to play soccer. Oh, cool. Yeah. I played soccer for quite some time, but I haven't played it in a really long mm-hmm. time. The Olympics are coming up. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of the Winter Olympics. Oh, yeah. Where right? are they? They're in China this year. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Oh. February 8th, I believe, is when they start. But I love... There's something about the Winter Olympics that I really love. Yeah. Because you see... Okay, sports that you kind of grew up with in Canada, hockey, definitely mm-hmm. one of them. So that's a big thing for Canadians to watch, especially when Canada plays Russia, the US or the Czech Republic, big mm-hmm. games, but also like, what's the one where they, where they go on the skis and they go, um, uh, the jumping. skis, gum, ski jumping, is it, uh, you know, they kind of, they, they glide in the air and twists and twists and all that stuff. It's just so great. And then they do the, the biathlon and the figure skating oh, and figure when skating. they throw those you know, those people in the air and in the pairs and stuff. It's just, there's so much drama. I find the luge in the winter Olympics. It, the luge is with the head at the, the back part is skeleton head forward. Yeah. And what's the one where they're all in one? There's a four team, um, bobsled, bobsled, Mm -hmm. Jamaica have a bobsled team. That's right. And they first, cool running. They first, um, competed in Calgary. Calgary Mm -hmm. And, um, 
What's the, what's the Olympic site? Because you can still do the run, I think. In, in... Yeah, so there's like there's Canada Olympic Park, mm-hmm. and they still have the bobsled, and they have the ski jump, and you can go down the hill wow. skiing if you want. I remember you could do a luge or something. When I was yeah, you can do a luge, yeah, yeah. There where they did it. I just got a book in the summer that was like all these things that you could do in Calgary, and I had a free one for that, and I didn't oh, do no. it. I didn't. Oh, no. I was very upset. Do you still have it? It expired. You should see if they'll honor it. Oftentimes, places mm, will honor it. No? No, I don't oh, think so. It bad. was uh, a whole book for Calgary oh, and tourism. So okay. Unfortunately. Okay. But maybe I'll just pay. Maybe I'll just pay. Just pay and go do it and have a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite tea? My favorite tea? Yeah, oh, because- I'm- so boring. You're boring? With, I'm very no, boring like, with I, I like peppermint. There's nothing wrong with that. I just like peppermint. It's like pretty basic. I like stash peppermint. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I only say that because I'm enjoying this this cappuccino. And I know you were like, no, I'll just have tea. Actually, I'll just have water. And well, you're good with that. Well, I don't drink coffee. So unless you want me going all spazzy during the show tonight. I do. I do. I don't think you do. <laughs> and, I and then I wouldn't sleep tonight. But then I I I'm ne- I sleep very well, but do not with well? I sleep very well. Oh, good on you. But I, I should mention that we're doing a radio play version of oh, It's yes. a Wonderful Life. And I think our listeners, if they're still listening, would be um, intrigued by that because we're basically performing in front of microphones mm-hmm. um, as if it was a 1940s radio station mm-hmm. and uh, I found a lot of fun in that just oh, discovering yeah. how to like really present yourself in that manner of a radio show from back then yeah what would you say is your biggest challenge in the show Ooh, what's my biggest challenge I guess um, uh, I, I think there's something to be said about um, maybe with Mary and George being these these very iconically good characters sure. to find the a little bit of feistiness or um, right. uh, what's the other word I'm looking for but to, to like allow it to be like they're good people but also they have a lot of other qualities so Mary isn't just sweet sure. and demure which is one way you could play it but it isn't necessarily a really nicely rounded character right? yeah so how to stay within the realm of Mary is this this nice pairing to George mm-hmm. and and supports him in so many ways without without undermining her as a whole person. Okay, I have two more questions for you. Okay. One is dealing with this particular character of Mary. What's the your favorite line that you say in the show? Because for me, I always like to find out from actors what the, what their favorite line in the show is. Because I have my favorite, and I have my favorite that you mm-hmm. say, but. Um, My favorite line that I say is, because I play seven characters in the show, is I said, I'll take $242. That's that's my favorite tip. And I won't use the voice that I use for that because it might jar people in this particular podcast, but that's my favorite line as Tom. Oh, I think the one that instantly came to mind, but I don't know why. No, that's the one. It's so small. It's then sit down when. He's like trying to say that he didn't mean to come okay. to visit her, and he's being oh, so yes, coy. In that okay. And she says, "Well, do you want to leave?" And he says, "No." And she goes, "Well, then sit down." Oh, that's great! Like, I'm gonna listen for it tonight. Then, then just, just stop trying. Down. Stop 
pretending. And sit down. What's a character that you really enjoyed playing in another show? Oh, I have to say, I loved playing Sylvia in Sextet. Okay, and yeah. why is that? Wait a minute, is that the Mae West uh, play that she wrote? No. Oh, she wrote a movie. Um, okay, no, then I This is a Morris Panitch Okay. Um, it's, I think it's his most recent one. Okay. So, um... Sorry, Morris, for getting it wrong. Well, um, maybe Mae West also wrote... She wrote something. I think it was a movie called Sextant. Oh, there is a, I think, or is it Quartet? Anyways, um, so I really loved, uh, playing Sylvia in Sextet, um, because... Well, I liked working with all the people, but Sylvia was this hormonal person who was, I don't know, I got to cut my hair and oh. wear, um, like, uh, wool pants, and, <laughs> and I, I, with a, one of my castmates, I did a move that we called the laundry machine, which was ridiculous, okay. and then I koala'd him wow. when he stood up, so, you know. Lots and of weird, I have to say, you do things. a mighty fine Charleston in our show, so I have to say that. I think he's lying. No, I'm not. I'm not. Lara, I want to thank you so much for being part of the Insomnia Project. Thank you. On this particular episode, you can see her if you're in Prince George doing a wonderful performance of Mary Hatch slash Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life. Um, as always, we want to thank our listeners, our sponsor, Casper.com. If you would like to see any show coming up, any sort of subject matter, please let us know. Feel free to rate us. This episode was recorded in Prince George, British Columbia. Until the next time.